everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. You know, I just love hearing about uh, what is essentially, uh, you know, reality TV shows through The Simpsons lens. They're just so hilarious. Matt, I'm sensing, I'm sensing some sarcasm on your part. Oh, you are, are you? <laughs> If you couldn't tell, I was being sarcastic. Hi, guys. We are brought to you by Sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. You can gain access to dozens, hundreds of bonus podcasts at this point of mini reviews of King of the Hill, Bob's Burgers, Rick and Morty, and new Simpsons episodes starting roughly five seasons ago. My God. Well, I can't wait to watch them again, Matt. Well, age like a fine wine. You age like a fine wine, just like this season 17 of The Simpsons. Speaking of, this week's episode is Homer Simpson, This Is Your Wife, episode H-A-B-F-O-8, originally aired March 26th, 2006, written by Ricky Gervais and directed by Matthew Nastic, received a 5.6 rating with 10.1 million viewers. The... I, I don't know. I could not actually find a reason for why it was like this, but there were uh, original versions of both the chalkboard gag and the couch gag have both been replaced by different things for the reruns for this in syndication. Huh. And I don't know why uh, the syndication version is on Disney Plus, which is where I watch the, sh- the watch episodes. So I don't know why they took them but the original chalkboard gag i will not eat things for money the rerun is i will not laminate dog do which are both not bad chalkboard chalkboard gags that is, that is a good thing to do yes uh the couch gag the original is the simpsons played by live action actors sit on the couch just as the regular regular animated opening comes on the television which i would that'd be interesting to see i've never seen that live yeah. action people playing I don't know who's plays them, but I'd like to see that, and I need to hunt it down. Maybe it's on YouTube. Um, then the rerun is The Simpsons sit on the couch. A roasting spit skewers the couch, and the floor below falls back to reveal a fiery pit. The Simpsons are then spun around over the heat. Marge's hair is soon on fire, which is also not a bad couch which gag. makes sense. Yeah, it's not a bad couch gag. It's fine. This episode guest stars Ricky Gervais himself as Charles Heathbar. Heath, Charles Heathbar, man. Is Charles I'm well aware of his name. Okay, okay. And then it also guest stars in the German version, Christoph Mer- Maria er- Herbst. Herbst? Herbst. I don't want to say that. As huh. as Charles Heathbar himself. They did, I guess they dubbed over Ricky Gervais in the German, I guess. I don't know. Um, with that, I, that merit, it, it merited special credit. I don't know why. Um, before we begin, Matt, what is your opinion about Ricky Gervais? Divorced from this, divorced from this episode. I haven't seen him do much. Uh, I think I watched one episode of the original office and hated it so much. I almost threw something at the TV. So that is pretty much it. Um, do you I, like, I don't know much about him other than that. Do you like the American office? I don't like the first couple of seasons after that. It's much more enjoyable, um, but it's, it's okay. I feel like the humor stylings are not really for me. I used to like Ricky Gervais. And then as I grew older, I found his comedy mostly just very mean and then um he's it was very loud about how cancel culture is the devil and comedians should be able to make jokes about anything and i'm like oh ricky oh okay no no thank you 
Maybe like maybe just write better jokes. Um, just getting that out of the way. Um, but I'm not necessarily. I I, I like Ricky Gervais in things. I like uh, some of the movies he's in, and I like his old podcast with mostly because of Carl Pilkington. I don't know if you've ever. Listen to that. I, I think I've heard you or one of that, someone else talk about Carl Pilkington and how funny he is. He Carl Pilkington is Homer Simpson in real life. He is oh a my. well a well meaning, well intentioned oaf who just blunders through life and has very strange opinions about things. And it's very funny to hear Ricky Gervais uh, interview him and ask him questions about life. Uh, Interesting. I, I would recommend seeking it. You don't the podcasts are there's a lot of them. I would I, I, honestly for anyone. Uh, who's interested in that? I would seek out the. They made some animated uh, versions of those podcasts with Carl, Carl, and and Ricky and Stephen Merchant, and they are very funny and they're concise. You know, they have basically the, they're the greatest hits, which is you know what you want. Um, it's certainly much funnier than this episode of The Simpsons. Um, so I don't think I hate it as much as Matt does, because Matt seems to very definitely not like this episode I, I wonder if i was in a weird mood or something because wow that i really really not like it i mean it's not good i'm not gonna it's not a good episode it's not even like average this is not a bad it's a bad episode of the simpsons but it's not like terrible it's not like the worst uh there's a few i think there are a few things in it that i i i can i can see value in Unfortunately, none of those are jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, are they? they, they no, there's nothing funny about this episode. This, I, I cannot. This episode is devoid of laughter. It is like a it's a joke vac a joke vacuum a joke desert. There's just nothing. Um, the episode and I hope you love. Hey Matt, Matt, I'm gonna ask you uh, before we begin. I'm gonna ask one more question about uh, an opinion. I need your thoughts. How do yeah. you feel about inciting incidents? I am generally okay with them when there is one. Oh, um, when there's one. The normal amount, when you mean. there's one, yes. The normal yes. amount the of normal. inciting incidents. You're not a fan of, like, when there's, like, it's like a Oreo situation, like a double stuffed or a mega stuffed. Exactly. You don't like that with the inciting incidents? Well, I have some bad news for you. There are about 14 inciting incidents in this episode. Oh, boy, there are. Because it just keeps going. You're just, like, waiting. You're like, hey, when do the... I know this is a Ricky Gervais episode. His name's all over it. Uh, I would also say that I don't... I'm not going to really... Ricky Gervais has writing credit for this. But as far as I can tell, he actually didn't write... He, he provided a story idea and some scenes or some shapes of some scenes, and he wrote the song that he sings later in the episode. But he did not write probably most of it, honestly, is my guess. Um, so I'm not going to blame him for the bad writing. I mean, like, when you look at what he's written in his life, he's actually a pretty competent writer. Um, and then you look at the season 17 of The Simpsons, and almost all the episodes are written terribly. So who am I going to blame? Am I going to blame Ricky Gervais? Or am I going to blame The Simpsons writers? Okay. Um, Marge and Homer are going to a party, man. Oh, Lenny's a party for Lenny, a Lenny, a party at Lenny's. Um, awkward conversation in the car with Homer and Marge. Okay. Sure. Okay. There's a lot. There's happen. just things how you're like, okay, is this setting up? Like, I know this is a wife swap episode. I know it's going to be like, oh, it's a reality show. It's like the wife swap shows. They're going to do that. I'm like, okay, are they setting that up? You know, are they setting up like, oh, Homer and Marge both want to try and see what it's like with a new, 
a new spouse, a new partner for a bit and see what it's like. Nope. No, they don't do that. There's there, there's literally no intention in any of this. Uh, at least not textually. Uh, Mo is a jerk at the party for no reason. I think. Yeah. Uh, Lenny and everyone's so like the whole town is there. And and I is this the that that same massive apartment that Lenny once had? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, it's a it's a gigantic apartment, and Lenny has an announcement for everyone there. I know you're all wondering why you're here. The fact is, I'm dying <gasps> to tell you that I have adopted <gasps> a new faith <gasps> in the power of technological advances to make me happy. That's right, I've got a new plasma screen HD TV. I've never seen a picture so highly defined. Lenny, this TV is amazing. If you're not careful, I might just spend the rest of my life on your couch. <laughs> you don't mean that literally, of course. You're right, Lenny. I So that's I cut the clip right before. Oh, good. You didn't capture the like two and a half minute Homer jumping through the air and getting taking his pants off and shoes off and everything. He uh, well, okay, so that segues directly into a slow motion shot of Homer launching himself directly at the couch, um, in in, in midair, taking uh, undoing his belt and pushing his shoes off. I don't mind this shot, divorced from everything else, in a vacuum. I do not mind this shot of Homer, you know, overcome, overwhelmed by this incredible television, launching himself at Lenny's couch so he can watch the TV. I don't mind it. Okay. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm like silver linings. I'm trying to find silver linings here. Um, and you're like, what does this have to do with wipe swaps? You're like, TV, is he going to watch a wipe swap show? And they're going to go into the, the, the wipe swap plot. I, that's what I figure is going to happen. That's that's not that's not that's not what happens. That is unfortunately not what happens. No, that's, that's not what happens. What happens is Matt, uh, Matt Homer, Homer, Homer sits on the couch and watches TV for a while, like for days. Doesn't for, for a long time. Yeah, we don't know. It's days pass. Um, Lenny tries to get him to leave. He won't. He ends up watching. Uh, we got a variety of television on the uh, like what car crashes and a shark show. And I don't know. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. None of this is important ever. I guess it, it's important to establish that Homer likes television, Matt. I don't know if you re- I don't know if you know that about Homer Simpson. I mean, even if I didn't know that about Homer Simpson going into this episode, um, yeah, I, I would know that very quickly. I, I don't think it's necessary to establish that Homer like this is all this is doing. I want to make that very clear. Multiple minutes. Homer sitting on a couch establishing that Homer likes TV. Nothing we see on TV is entertaining. There's no jokes here. It's just Homer establishing that Homer likes television, and he's really he really likes a big giant flat screen television, which yeah okay. I don't know if you need to give us spend all this time establishing that, but they do. And finally, uh, we get Lisa coming over, and you be like, "Where's the wife swap plot?" You might be thinking. I'm certainly was thinking of this. I'm like, "Where is it? Where is it? What's happening?" So the kids come over to get him to leave. Does he leave, Matt? No, he does not leave. In fact, the kids stay and watch with him for a while. The kids stay. Lenny finally kicks Homer out. Okay. Nothing that, like, again, this does not advance character. It's not funny. It doesn't establish any facts we need to know about 
that we don't know about. Again, it's just it's just empty calories, empty nothing. Uh, I hesitate to use the word calories because that implies some sort of substance. Homer's sad that he doesn't get his flat screen TV anymore. All just talking about it makes me tired. Right? I literally, I was, you know, yeah. you watch usually watch these before me, and you write your write up type up the show notes uh, about what's happening, and I'm keeping an eye on what you wrote as I'm watching, it. and then I'm, I feel like as I'm watching this, like my mind is cracking, like I'm smiling, but it's like a out of madness. I mean, at this point, we are still so very, very far from what this episode is actually about. It reminds me of last week's episode where the titular second mommy of Bart didn't show up until almost halfway through the entire episode. Not halfway through Act 1, the entire episode. And, like, there is there is a moment in this. I think it's... I think it's in the I think it's in the second act. I think it's in your act. I'll point it out when we get there. That I I feel like oh maybe they're making a point. No, no. I thought they were. I thought maybe they'd pull it back around. Nope. But Homer's sad because he doesn't have a flat screen television, and apparently they can't buy one. I don't know why. I mean, this was back in what two thousand six, two thousand seven, when flat screen televisions were somewhat still expensive. Okay. Um, I want especially keep, plasmas. Keep that in mind, Matt. Just keep that fact right on the tip of your tongue because we're going to come right back to it. Mars enters them into a contest to win a, t- a plasma television. And you go, okay. Homer's happy about that, even though he's not aware that they possibly won't win. The next scene, literally, I, it, we get a jump cut three in, in a little time skip. Three weeks later, it says on the bottom of the screen, and Homer gets a call from somebody at Fox, which is who the contest is with. It's Fox Studios. And they say, they tell him he's won third place, which is not a, t- a television, but it is instead a tour of Fox Studios in Los Angeles. And then they specifically make a joke here, Matt. They specifically make a joke where Homer asks, does that, like, he, uh, Homer assumes it includes. Uh, full room and board, air airfare, all expenses paid, and they make a joke about, oh no, I sorry, can't, and then the, they hang up, which obviously is implying they're going to pay for this trip off for themselves. Right now, I don't need the plot of The Simpsons to be airtight at this point, but I can do the math very quickly and go, oh, they're going to be paying airfare for 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 two for two adults, two children, and a baby. Uh, to Los Angeles, plus hotel rooms, et cetera, et cetera, just buy a TV without money. Yeah, it seems to be much cheaper. But then, I don't, then, of course, you wouldn't have uh, have a plot. Wouldn't have the episode. Well, here's my, here's my, I can't, I okay. I guess I'm fix. We're gonna fix this episode as we go, I guess. But like, the show is about the end up getting on a white oh a wife swap show. All they have to do is have an audition for a wife swap show in Springfield for some contrived reason. No, no, Robbie, I'm sorry. Just, we have just to have a TV. Why, God uh-huh. Almighty, do we have to have a TV plot? Who cares about flat screens? What is this garbage? So, literally, Matt, literally is what happens. Mm-hmm. Homer has this phone call with this representative from Fox, and immediately cut to the family on the tour in LA. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot. Like, nope. They just go. They just go. There, there. Uh, so we we jump immediately to the Fox Studios tour. 
Ooh, hey, look. There's Dan Castellaneta from the Tracy Ullman Show. Hey, funny man. Say something funny. Please don't lean out of the tram, sir. You might get hurt. Oh, don't lean out of the tram. Ah! Here's where we develop our many reality shows. There's Dwarf or Midget, America Decides, and Million Dollar Fart Off. Mother Flippers? What's this show about? Uh, this is a reality program, dear, where we take wives from two very different families and they trade places for a month. I already saw that exact same show on another network. <laughs> Here, sweetie, have a Fox sweatshirt. This is an ABC sweatshirt. Yeah, and it zips all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, right, Robbie? Uh, I mean, I didn't capture the rest of that because it's all a visual gag. Because at least the thing is shoved into a pen. There's a holding area for American Idol contestants, and they are then sprayed with a hose. You're correct. And this is, I think, a very good representation of the kinds of jokes we're going to be encountering in this episode. Where jokes, Robert? Make sure, make sure that sorry. you put that in quotes. Sneer, sneer quotes jokes it's it's just this lame hacky nonsense of fart fart reality like reality fart reality shows you know like like and and it's really like they've we've had uh what the frying game was uh in essence a reality show episode Mm -hmm. there's helter shelter another reality show episode i'm sure i'm missing one in the past five years there's been an hour seven years, I guess, teen years. There has to have been another. What we're reality. saying is they like to make fun of reality. Shows. Yeah. And it feels like The Simpsons is about television. It's about how America grew up with television and how television in a lot of ways is an American institution and how it form it informs how we live and how we talk and how 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 we how our lives work and the simpsons that's why like the simpsons were so like the all the references the simpsons make it's why it's so important because when we talk to our friends we will reference the simpsons itself we will reference other art we will quote things back to each other and that was before we did that before the simpsons but the simpsons codified it and it felt honest and authentic about how we talk how people talk they reference art they love and they use it and take it and make it a part of their language. And reality shows fundamentally change the landscape of television. And I mean, they certainly don't exist to the same extent they once did, but they're still incredibly popular. And they still are all over television. And you'd think The Simpsons would have a would have like the perfect format to be able to really send up reality shows and make a really a, a, a strong statement about them and what they are, but they never do. <laughs> they just make garbage and pretend that that's a statement. And it's very clear in this episode where I'm going to, I'm going to, I would say this is probably their best attempt at it yet, Matt. Wow. Really? Okay. I mean, I don't know. Well, we haven't ranked this episode yet, but I think it's I'm I think it's better than Helter Shelter, and I think it's better than Frying Game. Uh, like not it's not still not good, but there's a lot of bad episodes about both of those still. Um, I I think it, but it's still bad. Like they don't say anything. 
like there's so there's little pieces here and there in this episode that point at something that you go oh that could be saying something fun that could be a fun send up on reality shows and what and why people go on them and what it says about america and what it says about americans and what it says about homer and the simpsons and everything but it just ends up being nonsense because they go on this tour and for some reason the producer wants Homer and Marge to go on their wife swap show. Why? Fantastic question, Robbie. Let's ask that question more and more and more until we lose yeah, our minds. I, I do that a lot. I ask Basically. why a lot. I should do that. So we, they, the producer basically tricks Homer into signing up because he says, oh, you'll get enough money to buy that television you want. And it's at this point where I go, is did this producer invite, give them a third place prize in this contest to get them to LA just to make it so that they would sign up for their wife swap show. It certainly seems that way. Doesn't it? Which makes it, that's a crazy thing. No one, you could just have them say, we want you on our show. You don't need this. You don't need all this nonsense. So, uh, Homer, of course, immediately signs up. Uh, and then we get, uh, a, uh, a hilarious bit that ends act one. What are you doing, Homer? I'm signing us up for a reality show where we trade you to another family. Wow, that might be interesting. Or it could damage many, many lives. Oh, Marge, you're the greatest mom ever. I want the whole world to see that. Well, that's very sweet, but I... Look, ma'am, I've done a lot of these. Everybody has fun, no one gets hurt, and you make a lot of money you could really use. And if you say yes now, it'll make a great act break. I'll do it. Perfect. But could you say it again with more emphasis on the aisle? I'll do it. No, no, go back to the first way. I'll do it. Wait, wait, I wasn't happy with that. You know what? Just do it the way it feels comfortable to you. I'll do it. 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 How was that? Uh, we'll get it later. <laughs> we will get it later indeed. But we'll go to an act break because that's what we do here. That what is that, Matt? What was that? We listen. We just listened to that. What is that? That's I'll a great do question, it, Robbie. I'm... I'll having Marge say I'll do it in a bunch of ways. Is that it? What's funny about that? What's the? Where's the joke? Please explain to me. Good question. Okay. Uh, I I okay. don't know. All right. I'm just uh, just this episode. Is just the, there's a lot of this where it's just like again when you have a full length in like it's just padding it's just filler where you have eight minutes of an act and most of it has nothing to do with the plot you have these interminably long bits of like 45 seconds of marge going i'll do it i'll do it and you're like that's not a joke guys what is the joke here that hollywood producers want you to or that reality shows are are staged and they ask you to do retakes is that the joke I mean, maybe that was maybe people really thought reality shows were real. Then I'm pretty sure everyone understands the reality shows are as staged as everything else on television now. I would think. I hope you realize that. But th like this setup isn't necessary. Again, this setup isn't necessarily bad. Where you have Homer and Marge decide to do this show on a whim for money, and then they learn things about their marriage. They don't learn anything. Not really. They don't, they get, I mean, like, they look at it once, like, twice, maybe, in this whole episode. But there's not really much anything else. We go to commercial, eight minutes and 16 seconds. 
And when we come back, uh, we get to meet the, well, we finally actually get to meet the other family. Um, we start off with the wife who is with Homer. Um, or no, first of all, we're going to meet them and just get some general info on them, unfortunately. These are the Heath Bars. Verity, who will be your new mom, is the youngest ever full professor at Yale. I got my tenure at 28. Oh, really? Bart, when did you get your tenure? I got my tenure right here. Yeah? Well, I have full tenure. <laughs> Ugh, we better pixelate those. There aren't enough pixels in the world! Yeah, um, just cover it with Ryan Seacrest's head. Uh, this is Charles. You can call me Charlie, but do not call me late when there are scones about. <laughs> oh, it's a little British humour. I bet the twist is he's gay. And there we get what uh, Ricky Gervais's humour is going to be like in this episode. I mean... Um, Again, I'm not going to put any of... I, I, I don't know. I think there are specific bits where you can clearly say, that's Ricky Gervais writing. But that's, this just reads like The Simpsons, man. I don't, I'm not going to blame Ricky Gervais for this. That's true. That's true. Homer saying, thinking a, a British man is gay. I get it. Yes, because that's that's the way it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. Um, the uh, at the end of this i guess the audience is supposed to choose uh who was the better wife to the other family i the, the rules aren't super clear they don't have rules uh, matt they don't have any I there know. is no i know like and that if again it feels like that's such a layup like you just set up like we need to win we want to win so that we can get the money or you get a better prize like it's you stakes establish stakes in this episode we what are the stakes what's at stake here what are we what are we are what's the conflict Good question, Robbie. Couldn't tell you. Okay. So, um, let's see here. Okay. Uh, so Ricky Gervais is constantly saying things that mean absolutely nothing. Uh, he's just kind of babbling on and on. Apparently, Homer finds that charming. Um, I, 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 now we get I, I, that is this like Ricky Gervais. I don't necessarily like him that much anymore. But he's not a bad comedian. Like he has good timing. He understands jokes. It feels like this is a prank on him because every time he this character he is opens his mouth, it is like anti comedy. It it, it is like it, it's right. like it's trying to stop from being funny. And like, is it trying to be like The Office? Is it trying to be that kind of like awkward? You know that awkward. I think that's what it is. It's supposed. To, it's trying to be that awkward humor, and I. It works here, I guess, but it also hurts me to watch. I I don't it I don't think it works, Matt. Like I can I don't mind that kind of joke that kind of jokes occasionally. The Simpsons itself has done that humor. Like a lot of I I I look online on the, about this episode and they say, oh, Ricky Gervais, he brings the style of humor to the Simpsons. So like, no, the Simpsons did this. They've done everything. That was the thing in the best of the Simpsons is that they did all kinds of humor. They had big, dumb, like slapstick. They had very subtle sight gags. They had wordplay. They did lowbrow stuff, like everything. High, high art reference stuff that no one understands because only eight people on earth have, have seen a movie, like things like that. They did. They've done awkward style humor where there's just pauses, weird beats and long pauses and the joke is that it's awkward. They've done that. It's not that weird for Ricky Gervais to be in here. It just is done very poorly. That is right. my... I don't think you're wrong, Matt, to think it's not funny. 
Like even if yeah. you, I, I like awkward humor at times. This is just bad. I don't think it's like yep. just because. Like I don't know if they thought it was the same. Maybe they were like, well, awkward humor, like the awkward long pauses and weird beats of shows, like the British offices in particular. If you, like, are they? That, no, there's other reasons why that's funny. You can't just have Ricky Gervais ramble for a bit and then there be silence. That's not a joke. Mm-hmm. I, I think because <laughs> it happens like 10 times in this episode. It's not it's yes, not it isolated. Ricky Gervais like says he just talks and then it's just quiet for like five seconds. And then we're all and it like it feels like Marge is like staring. I feel I feel bad for Marge in this episode, Matt. Like, I feel well, bad. Yeah, because they make her out to be a moron. <laughs> Not even that. Like, it's just she has to be with this guy. She's alone with Mr. Heath Heathbar. Why did they call... Did they think that was funny? I have to imagine they did. Okay. Charles Heathbar. His name's Heathbar. That's a... Can I... That's a candy bar, Matt. It is. It is. It's, I believe it's a British-based candy bar. So, once again, <laughs> with the hilarious British jokes. I get it, because it's from Britain. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got it. Congratulations. I like you Heath Bars. It, I like you Heath Bars. all there is to get. I, Heath Bars are funny, right? Sure. Okay. Let's say sure. It's okay. So, moving on, uh, we get to see Homer's first interaction with the other wife, whose name I still haven't gotten, uh, because I just Verity. Verity. Yes. Her name... Here, speaking of names, Matt, Verity Heathbar, Verity, because she's, you know, angry and joyless. Yes, the truth. The truth will make you angry. That's what we've, we've come down to. I here. don't. So I don't. <laughs> I nothing. Well, that's fine. You can continue. Man. I'm sorry. Verity. Uh, you're fine. You're fine. Name, you're her name fine. is Verity. Verity. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. Verity. Yes. So uh, we get the, their first interaction. It is. um. Yeah. You know, you don't seem like the money-hungry semi-stripper who was usually on Fox. Why do you do it? Well, I thought there was no further way I could humiliate my husband. And then this opportunity came along. <laughs> I see. Well, I should be getting to the living room. You know, I despise my husband. Well, he didn't get the prize pig at the fair either. Charles hasn't satisfied me in years. Yeah, that's how I feel about Notre Dame football. Cruel, dusty years. I don't know why I ever married that woman. <laughs> so, Charles, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm an office manager. And no, I didn't even get a promotion today. Again. So, go on, go ahead, disembowel me with your pointy, pointy words. Really? You manage a whole office? Yes. E- yes. Yes, I do, actually. Well, that's very impressive. Does that include the people and the furniture? Yeah, and I decide where the Christmas party is held. Actually, it's decided by committee, but, you know, I choose the committee. Hello. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't choose the committee as such, um, but, uh, you know, I choose where they meet. This year, I am thinking of conference room C. Oh, that leaves A and B available for overflow. Well done. So yes, this is the Ricky Gervais we're getting here. Um, it uh, it's a thing. Uh, we're also this is also the Mars we're getting, uh, which also is a is a, a thing that um, I I what is this episode about, man? That's what I was trying to figure out. 
I think it's supposed to be another one of those, oh, Homer and Marge belong together episodes. Like, you wonder they split up Homer and Marge over some manufactured idiotic reason. This episode was supposed to be like that, and we get to find out, oh, they're perfect for each other, and they don't fit well with other people kind of thing. But if that's the case, if I'm right, I, I don't know what they were thinking. This is bad. I, I mean, that's... Real bad. I mean, it's not complicated. Like, if you want to do this plot, you just have it, Marge and Homer have, a, have an argument, and they, there's, you know, not, I wouldn't say like a relationship-ending argument, but one that kind of puts them at odds, and they want, maybe they want to do something, or, or Homer makes a mistake, and after Marge tells him not to do something, and it costs him a lot of money, and they need a lot of money, and then there's an opportunity to go on this wife swap, wife swap show and get that money back. And so they're at odds for each other. They're kind of there's some tension in the relationship, and at first glance, you can see like the new their new partners perhaps seem like would seem interesting and and be different than both Marge and Homer to each other. Homer would be with a new wife that is different than Marge, and Marge would be with a husband that is different than Homer, and they would both see promise in that originally, and then over time in this episode, you would see them realize no that they are meant for each other and they would both be able to talk about why and give a very succinct reason why they belong together and marge gives that later in this episode and it's a beautiful like little tiny monologue by marge about why homer why she stays with homer and why homer is you know why homer is a good husband and mm -hmm. if this episode was about that it would be amazing but this episode doesn't have them in conflict, really. The conflict is about if, like, about Charles and Verity, and mostly it's about Charles. It's mostly like they ha like they did they have like way Ricky Gervais. We should feature him a lot. And you're like, and Charles doesn't like his wife because she I guess browbeats him as mean to him or something, and he falls in love with Marge because she's nice. Like that's really it. She's a nice, she's nice. Like, and I don't know. I, 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 I that's not, a, oh, there's, a, there's a, go ahead. No, there's one point at which in this episode, uh, that Ricky Gervais's character says something. It says, I can tell from your basic level of courtesy that you love me. And, and that right there is just his character in a nutshell. And so many people on the internet that I wanted to just hit somebody. Well, that, <laughs> but the problem is Matt, that that is a, that's a self-aware statement. If he's self-aware enough to say that, like that is that you wouldn't say that if you're that person. If you're a person who thinks that just someone's being nice to you is them falling in love with you, you wouldn't ever say that. You wouldn't say that out loud. It, it's never honest. You know, it, it's not honest about yeah. who it's just it's all a joke. And I think I mean, that's one of the myriad problems why season 17 of The Simpsons is bad is that it treats everything like a joke. It doesn't treat anything seriously. But if you want this episode to be actually about Homer and Marge, they have to have a conflict. You have to break them up and have them spend time apart and see why they love each other and why they belong together. But we spend so much time yeah, with Charles. would have been really good if they had realized that, oh, uh, these other people are nice, but they're, they're, I, I'm missing them. I'm missing my partner because of you know very important reasons. And maybe they would have had time had they not spent the first act and a half doing nothing. Uh, taking us to L.A., having Lenny show his televisions. Like, it's just a bunch of wasted time. I don't know, like, it. I the problem is, man, I don't, I don't think they want to write anything. They don't want to make it. They want to get the show done quickly. 
So yeah. they go, oh, eight, eight minutes of filler is what we need. So that's, oh, Lenny takes, there's a, a, Lenny has a TV party and Homer stays there and then they go to LA and then they go on a wife swap show and then go back to Springfield. You know, like, why all of this? Why? When you could have used this time to develop character, tell us funny jokes. And if you have Brookie or Gervais, he can be a character. Charles is not a character. I, like, Verity is mean, but I don't blame her. Charles is terrible. I don't like Charles he either. He really is. Charles, I don't like Charles. I don't like Verity. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, and I theoretically, you'd be like, oh, well, they're unlikable because it makes Homer and Marge. It drives them back together. But it's not really about Homer and Marge's relationship. They never have any problems. They're perfectly fine. Uh, Homer, Bart and Lisa complain about Verity because she makes them like do chores. And you're like, it's not really that bad. Like, you guys aren't. It's really not that bad what she's she's doing to you. You had to write a report on a cartoon. Oh, no. I do that every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I do that once a week, man. It's not that bad. Um, what was it? What was going on? That Where were you? I interrupted you with that long, and we went off no, into no, a tangent. I was, I was pretty much – I was basically saying what you said where I was like, okay, look, this is uh, – this is basically we needed some way for some time for Marge and Homer to be apart and to say, hey, you know, interact with new people. And maybe maybe Marge and Ricky Gervais's character like each other a little bit. Uh, maybe he likes her more than uh, she likes him. That's fine. But then at the end, Marge's I, I think the Marge and Ricky Gervais part of this really almost works because it's obvious he likes her more than she likes him. But Marge basically comes out and says, I like Homer because of these reasons. But we don't get that with the Marge and Verity section because homer isn't allowed to have complex deep thoughts anymore he's only allowed to be an idiot and it just sucks like that's that's what it comes down to with this is it it could be better but it's not i, I it's a it's a mess that's what it's a mess it's a mess it's also yeah. not funny like if there were some jokes in here i'd be like oh all right it's some jokes but it's just it's i it feels like it feels like half of a season 17 simpsons episode and then half a season 17 simpsons episode that is trying to be the like richard gervais office but failing yeah mm. what happens next Matt? oh that's right i forgot we're still in act two we are uh, still in act two so uh verity tells bart to do the dishes uh he doesn't so she says okay i'm gonna make you write a report on itchy and scratchy uh, which he then does, uh, apparently to everyone's satisfaction. Homer had to write a report on CSI Miami, so we get a rambling two or three minutes wasted on Homer describing a CSI Miami episode and doing a bad job of it. <sighs> I here, this is a, Mark, I, I smiled at this man. I smiled at this moment where he goes, uh, "There's a line in here where he's like, I fell asleep and I woke up and Letterman was interviewing Alias.'" I laugh. Yes. I, I smiled. I went, "Oh, it, that's that's what Homer." That felt in character because Homer wouldn't know the name of mm. the the Jennifer Garner. He would just call her Alias. So Letterman was interviewing Alias. I go, "Oh, that's hey something." There's something. Pick that yeah, out. That makes sense. There. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we then get back to Marge and Ricky and uh, Ricky's son. Although we'll soon find out it's not actually his son, as far as he can tell. Oh um, boy, who is. A very accomplished lute player and is learning Mandarin Chinese and just yeah. So Ricky tries to impress her with a horrible off-color joke about uh, a man wanting to kill his wife without the genie. Uh, Marge doesn't appreciate it. Um, this but this bit, Matt, Marge. This bit, this bit. Uh huh. Might 
I feel like I say this all the time, but it feels like The Simpsons are trying to one-up themselves. This might be the unfunniest I, thing that has ever been written in The Simpsons. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them, especially, especially like certainly there are more offensive things that happen that make you go like that that steal humor away from you. But this takes like a at least a minute. This scene, if him telling this joke, it has to take a minute, right? At least, at least, because he, he has to stop, and Marge says something about it, and then he's like, oh, no, no, wait, 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 we're not worth the joke yet. She's like, oh, this is funny, because the setup is funny to Marge, because in this episode, once again, Marge is a complete moron, definitely holding the idiot ball this week. Uh, and then it just goes downhill from there. Well, they, they confuse nice with stupid. That's what, they, that's what yes. it, it very much is like, Marge is an idiot and also kind. But in this scene... Uh, Ricky, I'm not. Gonna, I'm just gonna call him Ricky. I'm not gonna call him Heath oh, Bar. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Ricky is telling a joke. The it's the old fashion. It's the old, really old, dirty. It's not even a dirty joke. It's just an off color joke where a, a a guy gets a genie and the premise is whatever he wishes for. The wife gets double and the ends with him wishing to be beaten half to death so the wife will die, and he it's this is ricky telling the joke but then every single step along the way explaining it to marge and telling her like again it feels like it is written to be not funny and then that is supposed to be the funny thing and that it is so not funny it's supposed to be funny but yep oh boy and you're like i and I'm, and this is it's this is supposed to, well, I I don't know how I'm supposed to feel after this. Am I supposed to like feel like sorry for Mr. Candy Bar? I mean, maybe, but God, I hope not. I can't. Awful. This is so bad. <laughs> and then he's like has a weird obsession with Marge, and that makes it even worse. Yeah. Mm, not a fan. I'm not a fan of this episode, Matt. I don't know if it's been clear. I'm not a fan. I I would hope not because as I was watching it, I was like this this cannot be what we're supposed to enjoy about this because it's bad <laughs> but you know we do what we can i guess uh but yes that's how we end the act is even after he has told this terrible joke uh marsh comes back and offers him uh, uh some kind of cake or something or other uh and he says oh i'm completely smitten with her no 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 matt don't you that's incorrect i remember i remember specifically what she says Okay. She goes into the kitchen. We get aside with Ricky. She comes back in and says, "Oh, your toaster has bagel settings. It's so ritzy. Oh, that's great. It's so ritzy." And then Ricky looks at the camera, and that he's like, "Mate, oh, that was it. I am smitten with her." I'm like, "What? Like, I, I, I can't. What is happening? Am I losing? I feels like again. This is episode where you kind of feel like you're losing your mind as you're watching. You're like." there's here this i forgot to mention the one thing i wanted to another good thing Uh, something i thought was pointing i thought something i thought this show was kind of i I was okay i don't want to be too optimistic because at this point i never think of season 17 episodes of the simpsons is gonna be good but there's a moment where lisa questions why they're going on the show um it's when they first meet i believe the two families and Lisa's mm-hmm. like Homer, and she's like, "Dad, why? Why would you put? We have so many problems. Why would you put them on TV? Why would you put them out in the world so everyone can see all our problems, see us argue, etc.?" 
And Homer goes like he's like, well, then, well, we're going to make a lot of money and we're going to be TV stars. TV, Lisa, TV. And that is something like that is something you would that feels like what would be a cornerstone of this episode, along with, you know, we already mentioned the Homer Mars stuff. The other cornerstone would be like, oh, well, you've got to be on reality shows so you can be a TV star so you can be famous. And it feels like that is a very like it's a that's a, a very important touchstone. Very Homer way to act. It's very Homer. And it's like a thing about reality shows is like a lot of people were especially early days of reality shows where it's very clear. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be on American Idol. I don't care if I sing poorly. I'm going to be famous. Like it's that kind of thing. But they don't really and nothing ever happens with that. That was just a, a one-off joke, which, I, again, I thought that was clever. We come back from commercial 14 minutes and 26 seconds. So uh, Verity is burning Homer's underwear in the sink. I don't understand this. Yeah, because it's, it's just there and gone, and that's the end. I don't like, wanna, wait, what? Huh? We don't spend a lot of time with Verity and the, and, the, and the rest of the family. Most of the time is Marge and Ricky. And also, Matt has had a typo here and called him Rocky. So that's funny to think Sylvester Stallone in this role. Um, <laughs> uh, but then we get another interminably long sequence where Ricky tries to seduce Marge. I, I, it's just layers of layers of discomfort here where Marge clearly is not interested. Also, is not apparently not aware that he's trying to seduce her. Which makes her really stupid. Yeah. Really stupid. Like, you'd have to be real dumb not to realize what he's trying to do. Like, they could treat this like a real scene where Marge just, like, realizes that Ricky's trying to seduce her and she could try and be, you know, tell him he's up. Um, but we that, that doesn't happen. Um, so, Ricky sings a song. I know Matt really likes the song. Honestly, I, I'm pretty sure I started tuning out as soon as he started singing. But Ricky wrote Ricky Gervais did write this song. It's a mountain of good song. Um it I it's a like it mentions the how okay, Matt. There's a, this song mentions the death of Princess Diana and treats it like a joke part. Uh-huh. Is that funny to people? I guess. I don't think so, Matt. I don't think anyone laughs at the death of that poor lady. I don't think I was. A I'm funny... sure somebody does. Okay, those are bad people. I don't like them. So this song is exactly. real bad. Um, and Matt, this is where I Matt includes in the notes. I thought Gervais was supposed to be funny. That's your first mistake, Matt. That's mm-hmm. your. You should not have assumed anything. And, and and even if and like he can be funny, but then they put him in The Simpsons. You're not. Come on, you can't be funny on The Simpsons anymore. You gotta just feel. You gotta just be there. You're present, I guess. So. All of this, all of this eternally long song and Ricky Gervais being awkward and wearing a kimono for some reason and cutaway gag to his non-son in a bar with some lady. God almighty, just just nonsense. Uh, just full of nonsense. Uh, we finally get, I think, to like the truest moment in this episode. A thing, uh, like a, again, a diamond in the rough where Marge finally does reject uh, Mr. Candy Bar and then says a, a a true thing, at least a true thing in like the context of the show as a whole. That song was very nice. 
How'd you think up so many rhyming words? Marge, I love you. And I can tell from your basic level of courtesy that you love me too. What? No! Listen, Charles, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Because you love me, right? Admit it. We were born to fall into each other's arms on reality TV. I'm sorry, but I love Homer. Oh, of course you do. He's a real man, not like me. A miserable toad under the thumb of the biggest bitch this side of the Westminster Kennel Club. Charles, please, your son might see this. He's not my son. His real father's either the pool man or my wife's lover. Oh, they're the main two candidates. I've narrowed it down to, pretty sure. They're there. God, I miss Homer. I miss him too. What is it about him that is so damned irresistible? Well, he's loved me ever since the first moment he saw me, and he's never stopped. And whatever it takes to make me happy, he'll do it, even if it kills him. Sorry, I ran out of tape just before that beautiful speech of hers. I got a great shot of him saying his son's a bastard. (sighs) Okay, so that little speech from Marge about why she loves Homer, Mm -hmm. that that is a lovely moment that doesn't make any sense in the context of this episode. But is still honest and truthful about why we like Homer. Why we like Homer married to Marge, at least ideally, before, right. you know, the bad times began. Um, it, it, I don't know why it's in this episode. Like, I, I guess I, mean, I understand why Marge misses Homer because she's had to deal with, you know, Candy Bar here. And he's terrible. <laughs> he's the worst. Yep. He's real bad. This sad sack. Like, why... I don't know, like, it just at a certain point, I'm just screaming, I'm like, why are they still together? Why are you married to this woman you hate? If you, if you think, if you don't even think that son's yours, like, why, like, why on earth are you, like, why are these people together? At least the woman at the end, Matt, at least Verity leaves. I'll give Verity credit in that. She leaves. This candy bar just stays and he just complains. And Marge is like, what? I'm sorry, like, you're terrible. (laughs) I'm sorry that life's bad. Uh, she's she's nice, at least, again. You know, Marge is nice. But it's, again, there's no conflict in this episode. Like, what is the stakes? Are, I'm not, we're not worried Marge is going to go with Ricky or that Homer is going to go with Verity long term. There's no concern that they're going to cheat on each other. There's no concern that, like, are we, wor- we're not worried about the, anything. There's no worry here. It's just nonsense happening. Like, I, I, do I have to explain like a plot, a story, conflict? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying you always have to have these, you know, very uh, find a find a, a conflict and a plot and and set up the stakes and then act when you end one like a the a a, a a a cliffhanger, a big story beat, and then act two, building conflict and stakes, getting right to the verge of the conflict, story beat conflict uh story uh, uh climax resolution denouement at the end i don't say i'm not gonna say that you have to do that every single episode because there's lots of great simpsons episodes that do not use that structure whatsoever but at this mm-hmm. point when you have clearly no idea what you're doing why would you not just fall back on that um lisa shows up matt on a nacho helicopter, on a Frito, Fritos? Is it Fritos helicopter? Frito-Lay. Frito-Lay helicopter. You can go for some Fritos. Fritos are delicious. Um, takes Marge away, but also bring, why would they bring Ricky? I guess so the show can come to an ending. 
I don't know. I mean, I guess that's for the best. Uh, more bad jokes from Ricky. Uh, I'm not going to call out all the terrible jokes. There's not. Ricky Gervais is supposed to be like a fun guest star in this. He is the opposite of that. There is not a moment in this where he says something funny or charming or endearing. There is literally the opposite in every step along the way. And it's... Uh, he comes back, Matt. Matt Groening invites Ricky Gervais to guest star again. I mean, if it's a different character, maybe uh, he could do a better job. He could do a worse one. I can't. Yeah. I, I'm excited for the next one because it can't be worse than this. Like, this this episode isn't the worst episode, but his guest appearance is very bad. Um, He's not yep. quite bombardment levels, but he... I, I don't know. He's worse than, like... Everyone talks about... uh. Alec Baldwin and Kim Bassinger, this is way worse than them. Way worse. And like worse guest star appearances. Mm-hmm. I don't, like it's not, I mean, like, I don't, I, I, I think a lot of people when they talk about the early teen years being so bad, they just, they stopped watching and they didn't realize how bad season 17 gets. Um, They, we finally have the family reunited. Homer's happy to see Marge because he's eating pizza that he had taped to his legs. Yes, apparently he wasn't allowed to sit around in his underwear under Verity's thumb. But, okay, and literally the next thing that happens is that it is revealed, like, Ricky shows up with Marge, and he's like, where's Verity? I'm going to get angry. I'm going to, like, I'm, we're going to have it out. I'm going to finally stick up for myself. And then it shows, they show Verity with that has now left the Ricky with Candy Bar. She's left him for Patty? who is in stereotypical lesbian garb of course i don't what matt like i like i don't know what i don't know what's going on i don't know what's happening here like why 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 is this happening um so matt i have the ending here including homer's end song oh goody oh goody Put your pants back on. Oh, Marge, thank God you're back. She made me spend time with the kids. And not just TV time, talking time. Where is she? Where's the soul-sucking she-beast that I call Sweetums? Maggie, she's in her crib. No, my soon-to-be ex-wife. I, uh, I don't think you want to see her just now. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) She's got the shock of her life coming to her. Charles, I'm leaving you. You snooze, you lose. You're leaving me for him? So it would appear. However, Cousin It there was born a woman. What brought us together is how much we hate you. Yeah, well, I'm going to vote no on 38, so you can't adopt. Ah, ah, Kidding, kidding, I don't vote. The polling place is up a hill and I never make it. No! You make me laugh, you make me cry Without you I just want to die For the rest of my life you'll be a fixture Now let me enjoy your picture in picture And March, you're pretty great too Yeah, whatever Couple things, Robbie <laughs> One One, I'm going to these under two main topics One, how horrifically transgressive the whole bit with patty is uh oh yeah she, patty I mean, was born a man no, oh, I, or I, a woman i mean oh boy well i mean it's I'm, i mean I, I'm, I just i don't know that's not a that's just ricky i mean that's I mean, since you're not aware of ricky's stand-up comedy uh <laughs> that's part of the probably 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 oh good fantastic problem but 
I that's I I really don't think they mean much by it. If that makes you feel better, I think that is literally just like Homer has made jokes about you know the gruesome twosome for as long as the Simpsons have existed, and this is just an extension of that. And they're just like I. It's not funny, but again, I'm not. There's there's again, it's not the it's not the unfunny like literally ricky in this episode makes an episode makes a makes a joke straight face to marge about killing his wife yeah i mean what do you want you're right you're right the second thing is how they were so close with the song all all homer had to do was sing a funny song to marge about reasons he loved her and this could have had a traditional sweet simpsons ending and that could have redeemed like 20 percent of the awfulness but no, he's singing to his new plasma TV that he got. It's just, I, I mean, I don't know, Matt. Like, uh, I'm, I, I, part it's of, like part... the writers are allergic to anything heartfelt. Like they were too cool <laughs> to have any you know, sweetness in their hearts. They I, thought that that would get them kicked out of Simpson Town. I <laughs> kicked out of Simpson Town. That's our new segment. We're gonna kick out writers from Simpson Town. <laughs> <laughs> as they write bad episodes you guys are kicked out um i mean i'm almost glad they went this way because it's more honest with what this episode is but it 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 it, it they they have like the simpsons have always had you get a sweet the sweet modeling stuff where people are char- like it's very heartfelt and almost corny to us to sometimes but then you balance that out with a kind of sardonic or ironic thing. And you could have, you know, you could still have this song where he's singing to his television. And then you just append one more little verse about March. And then yeah. they watch TV together on their big flat screen television. Like, you can do both. But they don't. And you're like, oh, this is all for nothing. And it's not saying anything. And it's mostly, it's definitely not funny. and like what is this for who is this for what is it like there's just questions like at the end of the day like i i just get confused because i'm not i i'm 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 not really getting angry i just don't like i i like i would pay like people talk about the golden years in the writer's room and how crazy it was especially when you know back when you had conan and that incredible talented team that made such great television they're like i'd love to be a fly on the wall in that in that room and hear just hear those guys riffing and, and making fun of each other i want to know what's going on in this room what on earth yeah, is like, happening is anyone actually criticizing anyone else so it's like oh it's a joke yeah we'll throw it in sure why not like is it it's just a bastion of passive aggressivism where uh if somebody doesn't like a joke they they find a way to kill it rather than saying no i don't like that and here's why kind of thing it's I I'm just wondering like how did you just go like oh well it's done we don't have to do any work on it like you read things multiple times you have t- table reads where other performers do their thing and they just still let this come out like this is a tonal mess it makes no sense there's 16 17 million inciting incidents it never gets to the plot I don't care like why like it somehow I guess it comes back around to them getting a television at the end but it never made sense in the first place there's never conflict about getting the television. Like, have a con. I I don't know how to like. You you can't be the office, The Simpsons. If you're gonna do it, you have to commit to it and make it fully the office. Have people just staring at the camera and talking. Which, that whatever this is, I don't know. It's again, it's strike three on trying to be a reality show. It's not. 
It's better. I would say it's better than Helter Shelter and better than Screaming Pillar, better than the Frying Game. But mostly because of that one little heartfelt speech by Marge, some winks and nods here and there to things I think that the episode could be about. But Ricky Gervais rob like this is the Ricky Gervais episode. Ricky Gervais robs this episode any pleasure. It's so uncomfortable. I don't hate it as much. Correct. I don't hate it as much as Matt does though. No, for some reason this episode just really made me. But I think it's just the fact that it it takes so long to get to anything even remotely resembling a plot. Two weeks in a row. Like it would be one thing if oh it happened last week because we didn't get to the the eight thing until halfway through. But then it happened again this week, and I'm just like, guys, what what were you doing? Yeah, it, I can't believe anyone sold advertising against this. It's really frustrating uh, when you encounter it a lot in a row. Um, uh, don't if you haven't watched if you haven't watched this episode, don't. It's so bad. Um, we will rank it at the end of the show. Oh, hey, Robbie, is this episode broken? Yes. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Like, I can't. Yes. Like, in many ways, honestly. Um, multiple ways. But, like, we've, we've laid out why you can fix it. It's not hard to fix. I think that's the thing. Where you can easily have a wife swap reality show episode of The Simpsons and have it be good. I don't know. It's nothing intrinsic to the idea that makes it bad. Uh, you can even here, man. I'm gonna. This may be controversial. I say you can even have Ricky Gervais be the other husband, but don't let him write himself. But he would have to not be himself. Yeah, yeah. Don't let him write himself. Don't try and write him as Ricky Gervais. Just write good jokes. Just and and have a con. Like we literally laid it out. You, you have two cornerstones. You have Homer Mars relationship, and you have the qu- desire for rea- what reality shows are. And how contrived they are, and why people go on them. You blend those, th- you do the blender on those two th- two ideas, and that is what your episode is about. And it ends with Homer and Marge. I, like you can even hear this just literally just came out of my mind. You have a producer, that same producer character we saw, which we never see again. Really, never really. We have a camera guy talk. I think one time or twice in the show, and that's it. You have that producer have uh at the end when homer and marge get back together you can try and have the producer say we want you guys to fight here at the end it's going to make it for a great show and i'll give you extra money to do it i'll double your paycheck or whatever it is and they say they say no because they love each other it's easy because and then you have the rejection of this pretend this this pretend reality show of 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 staged drama and you have the, the Homer and Marge reuniting at the end and loving each other, realizing why they love each other so much and why these other this other couple doesn't work. Uh, I don't really care about this other couple. I don't know why they get so much focus. I don't know why we care about Ricky Gervais or Mr. Goodbar. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. We don't. I don't know. We're, we're, we'll write our own animated show with hookers and blackjack. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Jokes are hard, I guess, but I mean, Matt, you and I could watch right as an episode of The Simpsons as funny as this, easily, 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 because it's not funny. Like I, I can write a, sh- a a a show with bad jokes. Like that's easy. I can write like I'm sure I could write. I could write a single laugh moment. I could write an episode of The Simpsons with a single laugh moment in it. Just one. I gotta write one joke. Ooh, God Almighty! So, remind, someone remind that we need to travel back in time and. 
let the Simpsons writers know in season 17 they need to include jokes in the show. I mean, that would be nice. That would be nice. It'd be kind of them. We can move on to our next. I mean, it's time for Comments on News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments on News Group is where I ask our patrons on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show what they think of this episode. And they leave uh, their short reviews. Um, I think this is more representative of sane people and how they feel about the show versus those uh, people who are on the nohomers.net forum at the time who seemingly love it for somehow. Uh, first from Derek, this episode really tries your patience. The clash of Gervais' rambling, awkward humor and season 17 level dumb Simpsons humor is jarring. It simply doesn't work. Gervais shows like extras are some of my favorites, but he's dreadful in The Simpsons, I'm sorry to say. You know, I remember reading the premise for Helter Shelter when I got the season 14 DVD and looking forward to it, thinking that would be a bit of dumb fun. It was not. They completely botched the reality show idea, and it's no different here. Wife Swap episode could make for a silly, albeit entertaining show, but this is just dire, grating, and irritating beyond belief. Take it out back and shoot it. Well, yep. we, we may just do that. We may shoot it out of something, at least. Uh, next up, Benjamin. This one doesn't really feel like a Simpsons episode. It's more about letting Ricky Gervais go off with a character or two around him. All I gathered from this episode, all I gathered from this episode is that Marge is very kind and everyone else is awful. There wasn't much of anything funny or interesting. The ending was an insult to everyone's intelligence. As At its best, this could have been an episode that made Marge and Armour appreciate each other more and see the good in their marriage, but instead they choose to go for no substance and plasma TVs. Going to your episodes have things in them that are outdated, but the episodes themselves are charming and funny enough to get past any of that. These seven, season 17 episodes feel more outdated than any of those with their references and reliance on things that were barely interesting at the time. From Tim, I'm just going to suggest that this episode is broken. The idea of Homer and Mars swapping spouses to see if the grass really is greener isn't the worst I've ever heard. But the execution is awful. In many ways, it feels like the writers <laughs> took a look at a handful of classic episodes, i.e. Colonel Homer and the Mary Poppins parody, and thought, let's combine all of that magic and make it a lot worse. I will, so, I will, I will say that they are more or less... They, I will say that they more or less stuck to plot, and there were a couple of good jokes sprinkled about. There weren't any gay or suicide cracks that I noticed. No suicide jokes. There was Mo appeared in this episode, man. Did not. There was no suicide jokes with Mo. I'll give it that. That is true. Good job, Simpsons. Uh, so it does avoid the absolute bottom. There was also a disturbing number of references this season to Trump. Projected rank number three sixteen. We didn't even mention the Trump reference. Ricky Gervais makes a joke about Donald Trump. Oh, that's right. That's right. But thankfully, it's just kind of yeah, it's a it's a throwaway line. Luckily. Uh, from Rich, remember this episode being really hyped up in the UK because Ricky Gervais has firmly been comedy royalty since The Office aired. He didn't live up to the hype. Gervais could be funny in a well-written Simpsons episode, or he could write the bones of a good Simpsons episode. When he tries to do both, and the writers' room are at an all-time low. Oh, ow. Whew. When he tries to do both, and the writers' room are at an all-time low, you end up with a sloppy vanity project. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, from Lauren. Uh, would the old Simpsons feel like a dream if I didn't watch them regularly? I just, what? How? How did the show go from the way we was to this trash heap? It was so boring. I was so bored I got distracted wondering what family of alcohol vermouth fell into, which, by way, is the wine family. <laughs> Thank huh, you. How about that? Appreciate that knowledge. I don't like the premise and Marge's I'll do it scene made me cringe. Plus, did they really have to make the other wife that way? feel like they wanted us to insult intelligent women, but I don't think they are smart enough to. 
Plus, I'm uncomfortable around couples fighting in real life, and watching Charles badmouth his wife for what seemed endless minlets. Ick. It's not the worst, but it is not as good as last week's, and that had a freaking kidnapping chip in it. Just black. Uh, question. The couch guy, the Simpsons, roasting him op- over an open fire. Was that supposed to be called back to the first episode, or am I giving too, too much credit? I mean, it makes sense, but it does. I hesitate to give them any kind of credit, Warren. Um, yeah. I do want to add that Warren, like that point about having Ricky's character constantly badmouth his wife while she's not there, it doesn't make us feel sorry for him because we don't see it happen. Like all he, do, like he just tells stories about it and is just describing it. And we see Verity kind of be, I mean, she's, I mean, kind of stuck up to Homer, but she's not really mean to him. So it's kind of, it just makes us feel like Charles is a nutcase. Um, Lauren continues, uh, which is some very important information about antifreeze, which I wanted to include, Matt, in response to last week's episode. Um, okay. To answer Matt and Robbie's last week's question about the consumption of antifreeze, yes, it is very poisonous. Antifreeze. Antifreeze contains ethylene glycol, which combines with calcium to form oxalate crystals in the kidneys. Essentially, depending on how much was consumed, it could cause kidney failure and death. But a small amount could cause someone to become violently sick. Does not cause sedation, so giving it to the chimp would have been cruel. Great. Cool. Love The Mm -hmm. Simpsons. My favorite show. Uh, From JJ. The most positive thing I can say about this episode is that it's not as actively bad as a lot of season 17. It's mostly just unfunny and bereft of substance. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, there are three inciting incidents to get us to the plot, and the ending feels rushed and unsatisfying. Homer is unlikable yet again, but thankfully he takes a back seat in Acts 2 and 3. The enjoyment of the episode will depend on how much you like Richard Bays, who does a decent job as Charles, and I give the episode credit for getting Marge's characterization right, and for the lack of monkeys, bombardment, and frozen mailmen. Oh, God. Which, that is also true. This Despite the fact that it is very silly and unrealistic, it does not have all of that. Not- it doesn't have monkeys. It doesn't have a dodgeball coach just yelling bombardment. It doesn't have mailmen that have been frozen inexplicably. Like, it has, like, people doing things that people do. So there's that as well. I think that even that sense of ground reality uh, makes me like it a little bit more than I would. Um from Charles. Ultimately, this episode just confused me. For the moment, the reality show started, I never really knew what was going on. Not only did the different comedic styles fragment the episode not clash well, uh, the fact the wife was so unlikable made it seem like we were supposed to be rooting for her husband, but he was just annoying and not really that likable himself. We never really even see them interact or get a sense of what their marriage is like, out, like outside of anecdotes, which makes it really difficult to sympathize with their respective grievances. We also see little of Verity while she stays at the Simpsons' house. Then she says, suddenly turns out to be gay or bisexual. So is Homer the bad guy because she was attracted to Patty? Because of their shared dislike of him? Which is just another affair. And what about her son? I also didn't really like how overly naive Marge came across. She should have realized this guy was hitting on her far sooner. Yeah, idiot ball. Uh, I did like the Bart Homer report joke. The show generally ignores the fact that Bart responds well to discipline in lieu of depicting him as a violent idiot. So, so seeing him actually punished is a nice change of pace. All in all, this was basically a 20-minute plasma TV commercial, which frankly is insulting. Well, go get your plasma TV, Matt. Yay. Do they even make plasma TVs anymore? They do not. They have not in the past six or seven years. Okay, that's uh, what I thought. Because they're just not as good. Yeah, they just use LCDs, LEDs. Uh, finally, from Aaron. This really tried my patience. Never been a Gervais fan, and nothing here changed that opinion. Lame Vanity Project with awkward, unfunny dialogue, plus what may be the worst song in the history of the show. Maybe I should have pulled that song. 
It's really bad, but nah. no, you shouldn't. Okay. Uh, continue. Mars should have run screaming from that house. If you need help throwing this episode in the trash pile, I'll do it. Thanks. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate that. There'll, there'll be a group effort with the, the cannon later on. Nah. Um, we can move on finally to, uh, something not related to this episode. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite Susan Sarandon movie? Love Susan Sarandon. She's great. Matt, take it away. All right. Uh, kind of a short one this week, but hey, uh, thank you for all of you who uh, responded. Uh, we'll start out with Lauren. Uh, this is easy for me because my favorite Susan Sarandon movie is Enchanted. When it first came out, I wasn't sure how she would do as the evil queen, and man, did I underestimate her. She owned it. Sarcasm plus Sarandon's overall portrayal made Queen Nerissa one of my favorite villains. I actually would have preferred Enchanted from Nerissa's point of view because I wish she were was in the movie more. Question one quarter of the movie is animated, so do you think that's enough to constitute a uh, live, live, live action remake? Uh, yes, absolutely sure. 100%. I don't, No, Matt, no. What, what are you talking about, live action remake? No? Why would they do that? Uh, because that's what they do now. No, I don't know if you realize this, but... Uh, what, wait a minute. What, no, 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 no. I thought those were jokes that Twitter made. Oh, Robbie, I'm I'm so sorry to be the one to tell you this, but no, they are real. Very, they actually remade, real. They remade Lion King, and how would they make... How, mm-hmm. Well, how would you remake Lion King and have lions in it? Uh, well, what you do is you uh, remake it poorly uh, with CGI. It was already animated. Why do we need to have it be... I don't... Uh-huh. Exactly. So, moving on. Uh, from Tim. Uh, I'll go for her role as a substance-free newscaster in Bob Roberts. Oh, Bob Roberts. You remember, remember Bob, Bob Roberts? Remember Bob Roberts, man? I do. I do. Um, let's see here. We're from Lauren. Uh, we've got uh, I Love the Witches of Eastwick at Rocky Horror. She was recently in the latest season of Search Party, and she was my favorite part of it. I've never heard of Search Party. Robbie, have you? Um, no, but that doesn't say anything because I don't have a life. Don't keep I, up don't, with I don't keep up with new, new things. Fair enough. All right. Uh, from Andrew, uh, my heart belongs to Rocky Horror, but I'll offer a shout out to Cloud Alice, a movie that bites off more than it can chew, but it's also the kind of grand, ambitious sort of movie making that there's still too, there's still much too little of. Um, I, I have, I, I have known people who have seen cloud alice who disagree very strongly with you andrew but we'll talk about that um uh from mitch uh waiting to hear the answers to this question makes me shiver with anticipation and uh yeah that's pretty much where we go from here uh from summer or sorry from brian uh rocky horror picture show i cannot wait until i see that i can see that in the theater again it's brian it's summer brian same, it's same. summer brian matt that's summer different brian. that's yes. summer than spring brian or that's winter brian brian yes yeah, from brian uh from from kevin the Hunger, directed by Tony Scott. It's a flawed movie, but it's written in its superb acting against David Bowie and Catherine Deneuve. Never heard of it, but that sounds pretty good. It's a vampire uh, Robbie, movie. It's a vampire oh, movie. Oh, well, that'd probably enjoy You would it. not like it, Matt. Why not? You'd call it boring. A vampire movie that's boring? I, I don't understand. It's got, It's a gothic kind of... It's not like a... I mean, I enjoy those. Okay, sort well, of. we'll watch The Hunger, and I can't wait for you to tell me, oh, you were right, Robbie, it's boring. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It's... The hunger's fine. I don't. I this, Susan Sarandon is very good in it. Uh, were you going to ask me a question, Matt? You probably should ask me a question, huh? Oh, I was going to ask you, uh, Robbie. What is your favorite Susan Sarandon? Uh I I thought about it for a bit. 
Um, and there is a couple contenders, but Bull Durham, I think, is actually my favorite. Interesting. I I really like Bull Durham. It's it's a little it's a little corny, honestly. Some of it is, but then a lot of it is. It's a romantic comedy, but I think it it's probably one of the better ones. And I really like her role in it because, frankly, you don't see a lot, especially of that era. You don't see a lot of movies where women get to just be a sexual being and don't get shamed for it. Susan Sarandon in that movie is a woman that every year, you know, basically dates a different baseball player, you know, a younger baseball player in their minor league team. And then that player moves on and she gets a new person, a new partner the next season. And it's her trying to reckon that maybe it's time for her to settle down with Kevin Costner's character, who's a, who's also, you know, kind of dealing, facing his age. And I think that's an interesting dichotomy between the two of them. It's a funny movie. Uh, I really like Tim Rollins in it, where he gets to be just be a goofball. You know, a lot of, he's kind of become, basically, after Shawshank, he's just, I am serious actor. And uh, <laughs> I think he's very good. Uh, being just a, a comedic goofball in that movie. Uh, Nuke Lelouch is also a great name for oh, a baseball player. Wow. That, base, a, that is a, a name, ba- all right. It's a good name for a baseball player. Um, and it's, I think it does a good job of portraying like the easygoing um, nature of minor league baseball. Um, your your wife and her newfound love of baseball, you should watch it with her, but yeah. she would like it a lot, probably. Sure thing. Sure thing. Uh-huh. What's your answer, Matthew? Uh, I'm actually going to go with Thelma and Louise. Uh, I really enjoy Rocky Horror, um, but I I believe that uh, Thelma and Louise is my favorite. We, we get not enough of Susan Sarand in Rocky Horror is my only problem with it. Um, but uh, yeah, I really, really appreciate uh, her acting. And then I think uh, it's a weirdly underrated movie. It's a good movie. I think undeniably. Um, Rocky Horror, of course, is also great. So you want to... I mean, it's, it's also... I also hear a... Uh, a dark horse that I considered P- James and the Giant Peach. Interesting. She does the voice of the spider. And okay. James and the Giant Peach is a fun movie. Great claymation. Uh, another road doll story. Uh, next week's question. We've been kind of light in the past couple weeks. Might be my fault. I've been, I've been posting questions regularly like, at, the, at weird times. So next week's question. What is your favorite reality show? You hit it hard. Everyone has has to have a favorite one, right, Matt? Yeah, don't don't Matt, make me Matt, no. You no. like reality shows, Matt, even if you don't think you do. I really don't. There are reality shows that you do like, Matt. You watch some. I know you have. I mean, if Mythbusters count, yes. Mythbusters is not <laughs> Okay, well then, no, I don't. Have Although, that. I mean, if you want to, I'm like I I if one of our listeners probably answered with Mythbusters, I probably wouldn't disqualify them. So, you're welcome to answer Mythbusters if you really want. But I would challenge right. you to try and pick a real reality show before you settle back on Mythbusters. Um, because uh, all right, Miss Butters is great. I can't can't deny that. At least it was before the nonsense, before the before they try to cut costs and make the show bad. Um, but that's next week's question. Yeah. I'll post it all the places: Twitter at Simpson Show Pod. Uh, you can email us at Simpson Show Pod at gmail dot com, and you could find it on our Patreon at Patreon dot com slash The Simpson Show. I posted it publicly there as well. We can move on. It's time, once again, for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. 
I mean, S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is Roman and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a six-point lead on me so far this season. We have about, I don't know, seven, eight episodes left. Um, Matt recently, Matt visited Austin, and we hung out, and he then he laid upon me an idea for our trivia wagers. Wagers, quote unquote. The winner gets to choose uh, for for this season, perhaps future seasons. The winner would get to choose an episode that we would watch again and do commentary track of, and we would release the commentary track for you guys to quote unquote enjoy with us. Depending on what the episode Feel is, our pain. whatever episode, whatever the episode is, it might. I don't know, Matt. If I win, I probably would have said picking one of my favorites. <laughs> I probably wouldn't even Aww. bother doing. I don't want to watch a bad one again. I'd watch something good. But uh, or we could Matt could win and decide we're gonna watch Scream by Pillar again or something. Oh God, I don't know. Uh, but that's what we can. I think that's a good enough idea. And it, uh, putting out a commentary track for you guys to listen in on us is not a bad idea either. Um, Matt, you ready for an easy question? I am ready, sir. In the frying game, what insect is discovered in the Simpsons' backyard? Uh, as Robbie recently said, as of a few minutes ago, the Screamapillar. That's correct. You didn't need me to remind you, though. You knew that already. No, I knew that one. Yes. What's my easy question, Matt? All right. Your easy question. In C.E. Doe, who is the actual owner of the power plant? Uh, the Canary. Canary and Burns. There you go, Sam. I'm going to need a, a name. You're gonna, for an easy question, you're going to need me to say Canary and Burns? Yes. You're yes, a nutcase. That's a medium question every day of the week. I demand three points. I get I get, the, I get right. one point, and then I get the extra two points because I know Canary and Burns. Uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to append right. that just to make sure that I get those points. There you go. Now I got all the points. Matt, your medium okay. question. What is the name of the show the Simpsons end up being a part of? Uh, okay, it is, uh, 1995 House, what is the name of it, um, um, uh, no, that was a different one, sorry, that's a different one, um, it was, uh, come on, Matt, uh, uh, the, the Scream Pillars, one with Miss Bellamy, uh, <laughs> butlers, don't uh, think too much don't try and remember the plot of the screaming pillar episode matter you're, you'll go mad no no uh, one human mind can uh, contain it all something something i don't know the frame job <sighs> so close oh name of the show is it? frame up is the name of the show of course frame up all right well your medium question what class does Dr. H- Dr. Hibbert teach at the Extension School? It is... I honestly don't remember. I can guess. Um, I will guess that it is uh, stand-up comedy. Ooh, I'm sorry. It is how to strip for your wife. Oh, no. Okay. I don't remember that at all. Probably for the best. Your hard question, Matt. What are Bart and Lisa's new names given to them by Cletus? Okay, it is. Um, oh God, uh, I'm not gonna get this. Like I, I can hear him saying, "Your new name is Brangelina," and <laughs> that's, that's way too. Uh, <laughs> not, they are, were not a couple by the when that episode came out. I know. That's why it was funny. I have no idea. It is Bart's new name is Dingus Squatford Jr. 
Of and, course, family name. And Lisa's new name is Pamela E. Lee. Of course. You shut up, Dingus. <laughs> yep. Why was all right? Your Cleese's last name is Squatford. Uh, no, it's Spuckler. Uh, so I'm assuming that the middle name is the uh, the something junior. Our middle names. Oh, okay. Dingus Squatford. Okay. I believe. Yep, Dingus Squatford. Dingus Squatford Junior Spuckler. Okay. All right. Uh, your hard question. In the itchy and scratchy episode at the beginning, who does Scratchy get on a plane with? <laughs> what? <laughs> who does Scratchy get on a plane with? Scratchy. Scratchy. Itchy, uh, itchy and scratchy, yeah. Yeah, yes, I understand. But of the, the mouse and the cat, the cat is the one we're talking about. Who does uh-huh. Scratchy get on a plane with? So it's a passenger plane? Yes. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, um, oh, uh, oh, um, no, they don't do that. Uh, I was really... Gets on a plane. Oh, no, Matt. Oh, no. Is that what they do? They can't. Uh, I'm not going to answer that because I don't want it to be true. Um, Elton John. Ooh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm wondering if uh, you're is uh, the Big Bopper, Richie Valens, and Buddy Holly. Okay, no, I didn't. I wasn't. That was not the direction oh, I was goodness. thinking. I was not thinking. That's that's that makes sense, I guess. Um, Matt and I, Matt still has a six point lead on me. On in this thing, I, I still think I should have gotten more points for my Canary and Burns. Nope, sorry. You hurt my feelings, Matt. These things happen, Robbie. I bought you biscuits. I mean, that's fair. You did. So you give me a point for that. No, I'm afraid I can't do that. I don't get a point for biscuits. No points for biscuits. Oh man, that's not that's 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 just that's just bad. All right, um, that'll do it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment. Segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rake the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever. And how good they are. How good they are. Um Okay. Let's find I've already I've already said this is better than Helter Shelter, which is number three twelve. Which is the, the higher of the two. I it's definitely better than Frying Game. It's better than Helter Shelter. Um when you dish upon a star, I think it's better than that. Really? Well, yeah, I guess right above that is Screaming Yellow Honkers and Kidney Trouble, and those are both real bad. So, yeah. Yeah. wow, we're uh, up above 300. That's not what I expected for this episode. I mean, I think it's just above those, Matt. Yeah. I think it's better than Make Room for Lisa, but I would actually put it below Magical History Tour. I really hate Mar- Make Room for Lisa. Magical History Tour is pretty stupid, but this episode really puts it to shame. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with that. I think I honestly hear I think this is the new like this is the new demarcation point for this tier. Oh, wow. Like there is this we have our our super the the bottom, the bottom, bottom, bottom tier, which is basically mm-hmm. um, I th- want to say that Father, the Son, the Holy Guest Star is the demarcation point for that. The line of the the I th- I want to say that it's either that or Heartbroke Kid or Bonfire of the Man. I Bonfire of the Man is absolutely the. The 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 that oh, yeah. and then everything below that is just so so miserable. It makes me angry. Mm-hmm. And then above that is a large contingent of just plain bad, unwatchable nonsense. And mm-hmm. I think the very tippity top of that tier is make room for Lisa. I think this episode is the new top of that tier. I think I'm going to call that right now. 
it is it is that it's the dividing line because I think make room for Lisa is worse just the way it treats Lisa, the way it treats Homer. It makes more sense as an episode. It has conflict and everything. It's just one where yeah. it paints Homer a father as like yeah, Lisa literally apologized to him. And it's just the most nonsensical thing. So it makes it worse. But Ricky Gervais is so unpleasant in this. It is so every moment he's on stage. Every time he's on screen, I'm like, why? Can we can we go cut away? Is there this? Can we focus on Homer and Verity? I would prefer that at this point. Yeah, but Marshall Quester tour is stupid, but it's not not nearly. I don't know. I can't. I'm trying to think of like a word to describe this episode that is worse than. It's hard. Yeah, it's just boring. It's 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 both boring. It's boring and comfortable. Um, this is your wife, but. And the title of this, like, it's obvious that they just did that because of the, the, the reference to the old game show. But Homer's not barely, Homer doesn't really matter in this episode. He doesn't really do no, anything. barely in it at all. Yeah, he, he, it's Marge, if anything, is Marge and Ricky. Marge and Mr. Mr. Candy Bar. Like, those are the characters. Everything else is secondary. Yeah. And I don't really care about. Ricky Gervais, you're, he's not Phil Hartman. He can't make me just care about a character in 20 minutes, especially written the way he is here. Maybe if they... I've watched movies with Ricky Gervais, and I've cared about his character. This is not... They, they, they really do him a disservice, to be fair. Um, that's the new number 299 on our list. Barely eking it in under 300. Although... Yeah. It may get pushed into the three hundreds, Matt. You know, it's just a matter of it, time. I mean, if if a decent episode comes out, if we get something above it, yeah, exactly. Which is possible, right? Yeah, right. Possible. Uh huh. Sure, sure. It can happen, right? I people keep telling us about the the Bart uh, Cruise episode and how good it is, and we've, I believe I, we've watched it. Yeah, or at least I have. And, yeah, and it's I good. recall, yeah, it's probably going to go higher than this. So it's probably going to end up in the three hundreds. Not far, I assume. I don't know, man. You know, as we go on, we there the show gets better. Like we're watching season thirty-two. We watched season thirty-two. I'd put a lot of season thirty-two episodes above this one. That are like even That's the true. more average yeah. ones. Okay, are, okay. I see what you're yeah. We got a lot we got another three hundred plus episodes to go as of the day of this recording. And God knows how many they're gonna make. So you know, eventually we're gonna have episodes in the seven hundreds, man. Oh boy! Yeah, I guess you're right. It's not gonna. It's gonna keep going. Um, we have one more question to answer, Matt, and that question is very simple: Do we shoot this this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Um, I mean, is there anything redeemable? Anything worth keeping that makes it? Not really. I mean, there's nothing that's horribly egregious but there's no reason to keep it it's just a, yet another episode where they're like oh we need to split a margin homer up and see why they're together okay but you do it poorly and they're able to do it way better there's no reason to keep it yeah I, I like there's a couple little bits here and there where i go oh that's something and if they built the episode around those bits and built upon them and layered and layered and layered it'd be something worth keeping but alone those bits don't keep this episode valuable enough to keep it alive so you know what we say matt fire the cannon fire the cannon bye
off into the distance. Yep. Let me see it fly away. Uh, we can move our way to the top of the list as we work our way through these episodes. We are to number 53, which is Bart the Mother, the highest of the post-Golden Year shows. Number one, post-Golden Year ranking. Um, Bart the Mother is tremendous. Um, funny. Heartfelt. Bart Marge episode. One of the better Bart Marge episodes, I will even say. Uh, and, and it's right up there with um, oh, I can't remember the name, the Christmas one. Uh, Marge be not proud. Bart steals the video game. Marge be not proud. Yes, it is up there with that one. Yeah, they're both uh, tremendous. Um, this episode is it turns it turns that little you know season ten it turns things on its head a little bit by giving Bart a little bit of that motherly role, letting him understand mm-hmm. a little bit of what Marge goes through when she tries to be his mother and it's really it's really good and i can't i don't know how they did that in season 10 i don't know they managed somehow uh so uh, yeah of course it stays we love bart the mother it's a great episode um we're number 53 still i would i would call bart the mother great we we through 53 all 53 of those episodes are great episodes man indeed um okay matt hold your breath mm-hmm because we're going to see what the next episode of The Simpsons is. That we're gonna oh, be I recall it being quite bad. The next episode is... Our next episode of The Simpsons is Million Dollar AB. Okay, no, I was thinking of Kiss Kiss Bangalore, but yeah, yeah. This is... They want to make it... They want to put a football team in Springfield, and Grandpa gets involved, and because he he messes up their football deal or something and everyone hates grandpa. Hmm. So it seems like, uh, there's a, Oh good. There's a suicide booth in there. Uh, suicide jokes. Oh, goody. Can't wait. Um, that's, I've, I've no idea what this episode is. Uh, looks like a big pile of mush, but we'll see. Maybe it'll be good. I'm guessing no, but what? I'm pretty Matt, sure. The Matt, following episode Matt, is I want you to, I want you to say, maybe this will be good. Maybe this will be good compared to the episode that comes after it. Why do you got to put so many qualifiers on things? Look at the episode that comes after it. Kiss Kiss Bang Bangalore? Yes. The, they go to India? Indeed, they do. Mr. Burns moves his power plant to India. Oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> no. And it, and can you imagine the season 17 writers doing anything remotely okay with cultural appropriateness? Um, Maybe it'll be good. Matt? Sure, Robbie. Sure. Okay. Well, that's the two weeks. But next week we have Million Dollar EB. Not even the first, not even the last time that the Sim- Simpsons reference Million Dollar Baby in a title, because we also get Million Dollar Maybe in season twenty-one. So can't wait for that. Um, that's next week, Million Dollar EB. You can watch along with us. Join our cavalcade of calamity, our parade of pain on Patreon. Review the show with us if you'd want. If you want to help support the show in general, get a bunch of bonus podcasts. You can do that there. It's, find a link to it on our website, which is simpsonshow.com. It has links to our Patreon, a link to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, and a link to, I don't know, all the other stuff that we have. I don't think that's everything, but whatever else is there, it's there. Uh, I'm on the internet as well on Twitter. I am Robbie Dorman, because that's my name, and my website is also my name. It is RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to see all my other podcasts, links to subscribe to my newsletter. You get a free book if you do that. Free. I just give you a book. You subscribe to my newsletter, I give you a book uh, right away. 
you get a link to a book. Um, it's an ebook. I'll make that clear. Or you can buy my books. They're on Amazon. There's a link to purchase all of them on my website. The newest one is called Regrowth. It is Crichton meets Cronenberg in an underground research lab of the world of brink of collapse. Uh, there's a lot of body horror. There's a lot of science and lab intrigue and uh, big laser guns blasting away monsters. That's Ooh. all the, all the things that happen in that book. You can read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. You can buy it. My next novel is coming out next month. It's about vampires and an old cuss fighting them. Old, an old old mean guy fighting vampires. You want to pre-order that soon. I'll let you know. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I spent all my time caring for kittens, who I just got back to yesterday. I was very happy because they're very cute and adorable. And you can see said kittens at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, on Instagram. You guys like kittens, right? I mean, I sure you, hope so if you're here. Yeah, kittens you, have a cat. Yeah, you folks out there, you like cats. You like kittens. You should subscribe to that Instagram. Look at those cute cats. Look at those cute kittens. And maybe adopt one if you're within driving distance of Central Florida. Maybe. They're real cute. They really, they'll make you want to get one. You're like, oh, look at that cute kitten. I need that kitten in my life. I need to save it and protect it and hug it and then feed it wet food. And then it'll cry at you mm-hmm. for more wet food. And you go, okay, you rule my life now, kitten. Okay. That'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you. Bye, Joseph. Shh. <laughs>